0: I'm Dinah Harris, Director of the Jackson Madison County Library in Jackson, Tennessee, and you're listening to our podcast, Opening Doors. Hey, folks, it's Dinah here at the library, the Jackson Madison County Library, and we wanted to do something new today. We wanted to do a a book talk where we could recommend some good reads for y'all. We have a very diverse staff and uh, We all read different things, and some of us read the same things, but um, so we're coming to you today and just want to tell you about some good books we have read, and we're going to start today with Brooke, our North Branch Manager, and Brooke, if you would, just, uh, I'm going to unmute you there, and you may have to accept that, and tell us about a good book you've read lately.
1: Okay. Wasn't necessarily super recently, but... This book right here is called Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. Um, The subtitle is Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives. I really like self-help type books, and this one just talks about um, basically forming habits and why we have so much trouble forming habits, and it goes into you know, why is it that there are some habits that we really want to do, but for some reason we still can't get ourselves to do them. So one of my favorite parts of the book is at the beginning and, um, she developed this framework called the four tendencies. And, um, she basically divided everybody up into four groups. You have upholders, obligers, um, questioners and rebels. And you're divided up based on, do you, um, Respond to outer expectations or inner expectations. And whenever I figured out which one I was, that was really helpful for me. Um, so just as an example, real quickly, I'm an obliger, so I meet outer expectations, but not inner expectations. And that really explained a lot because um I have a really hard time forming habits of things that I really want to do. Like if I wanted to learn to play the guitar, I really want to learn to play the guitar, but I can't get myself to practice. Why is that? Because I want to do it. It's because I can't meet inner expectations. So <laughs> that it, ex- it gives you strategies for how you can still um, form habits and just goes into a lot about um, basically forming habits in our lives. So that's the first one I wanted to recommend. Okay. Um, And I think I'm next.
2: Um, The first one I'm recommending, uh, that sounds like a cool book, Brooke. Yeah, that sounds like a cool book, Brooke. (laughs) The first one I'm recommending, um, I'm Jesse, I work in the teen room, so I am going to recommend a couple of young adult books. Um, The first one I'm recommending is called The Merciful Crow. Um, It is a young adult fantasy. Uh, It is I actually just finished reading the second book, in the, the second and final book in the series. It, it's a two-part book, the, the first one I read about a year ago. Um, it's set in a fantasy world, and this may be a little too topical for some people, um, Beset by an illness called the sinner's plague. Um, that's what they call it because they, feel, they think that people, the people in this world, think that people get sick from this um, by being um, bad in some way. Uh, the people in this world have multiple i made notes by the way a terrible person. so anyway they they have multiple social casts named for birds so and each cast has like a magical birthright um for instance the phoenix phoenix cast are immune to fire, the hawk cast can heal people um and then the crow cast, which is the one that the book is named for um they 're only thing that they've got going for them is that they're immune to the plague so they are basically responsible for walking the roads of the world and dealing with the bodies of the plague victims and when necessary providing mercy for those who are suffering so it's kind of a dark fantasy but it's really richly told and hard to put down Um, it is available in ebook and audiobook on reads and in audio on hoopla it is a really beautiful
3: fantasy Next.
0: Lantonio, I believe you're next. If you want to unmute and go ahead.
4: Hello. Uh, I'm Lantonio. I work in the cataloging department. And you will also see me at the front desk. Um, I am going to recommend a couple of my recommendations, uh, recommendations are also going to be uh, things that have been made into movies or TV shows. Well, I guess movies, really. But the first one is going to be Artemis Fowl. Um, it just recently got made into a movie and put on Disney+. Plus. Um, unfortunately, the book is better, but that's always the case. But Artemis Fowl is a world where um, the Fowls are usually notorious uh, criminals. They made all their money through illegal activities. And Artemis Fowl, I think it's the third, I can't remember. But he, uh, he is uh, just like a 10 or 11-year-old boy who who, um, who's very intelligent, um, thinks that most of the time he's the most intelligent person in the room. And one day his father disappears and he takes on the mantle of how are um, we going to keep money made for the foul name. So he comes up with ideas in illegal or more uh, ways of, of keeping of taking care of the family because his mother is sick. And uh, what this is, is also an introduction to the world of fairies, um, that they actually exist. So um, basically the first book is, um, Artemis Fowl comes up with the idea of kidnapping a fairy and basically holding her for um, ransom. So um, yeah, it's about uh, six or seven books. And yes, we're not really supposed to like Artemis Fowl, Um, At the same time, he kind of has a character arc throughout the books where he he decides whether he wants to continue doing um, nefarious things or kind of start following that thing in his chest that he never follows his heart and also looking for his dad. So that is my recommendation. I really enjoyed the series and the movie is very not good. But like I said, you always have the book. So there you go. That's my recommendation.
0: Shane, you can go ahead and unmute. And
3: Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Shane. I work at the front desk at the main library. Um, I tend to read a lot of graphic novels um, and I read a lot of like sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff. Um, so my first recommendation is actually one that comes from the children's area. It's a graphic novel that I very much enjoyed. that actually Jesse recommended to me. It is called the T-Dragon Society. Um, when I look at books that I want to partake of, um, like Dinah mentioned, we have a very diverse um, group of uh, people that work here at the library. And so I also look for books that have that same kind of diversity. Um, so you can see the art for the book is really lovely. It's very cute, um, but it's a very um, it's a very cozy graphic novel. Um, it's very, very chill. Um, it is about the, the uh, main character, Greta, who uh, works as an apprentice blacksmith, and she um, goes to this little shop that raises these creatures known as tea dragons. Um, And they are just, it's just like it sounds. Uh, It is a little dragon creature that grow tea leaves that people brew special tea from that will allow them to share memories with one another. And it's very, um, very interesting concept. But she meets this little girl, Minetta, um, who has lost her memory. Um, And the book basically follows them through a year of um, Greta learning to do blacksmithing, but also gaining an appreciation for the lost art of raising tea dragons. Um, It's a very heartwarming book. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And it is wonderful to read for, you know, all ages. Again, it's in the children's area. um, So I highly recommend it. Um, But, you know, even, even adults can enjoy it. It was wonderful. That is my first recommendation.
5: Hi everyone. Um, I'm Zoe. I work in the computer department. Um, So I read a lot of young adult sci-fi fantasy type of books. And the first one I'm going to recommend today, which currently is either checked out or we're getting a new copy, is Illuminate Files. Probably can't see that, but it is um, another genre that I like to call space opera. It's kind of fun um basically it follows katie and ezra um who are on a planet called corinza four and their planet is attacked and they're trying to escape from a company that has attacked their planet and they're having to deal with all kinds of different um obstacles along the way uh including corrupted artificial intelligence system called Aiden and it's just really fun all of the different little issues they have to deal with and kind of overcome the obstacles that are placed in front of them. Um, I mainly listen to audiobooks and the audiobook of this one is fantastic because it is a full cast. It even has music and it um, it's just kind of like listening to a movie in the background where you're getting the full effect without the picture. But that is definitely my first recommendation. It is a series, a three-part series. So, I mean, and each series follows a different set of teenagers overcoming obstacles. That's my first recommendation. Thank you all, that was
0: awesome. I read mostly nonfiction. Um, every once in a while, I'll read a fictional book, but most of my reading actually is either work-related, it has to do with the library field, or it has to do with church, and, uh, but also read a lot of cookbooks. So I wanted to share with you one today. Um, there's a lot of people doing the keto diet, and I should have put that on where you could, it would mirror for you where you could see um, it's easy keto in 30 minutes. We have a lot of keto recipe books, and, you know, a lot of them are good, but one of the things I've seen in them is a lot of times they'll, they'll call for ingredients that you won't normally have. Well, my son is doing keto, my grown son, he has his own home, so he just comes over to our house to eat some, and, you know, I, I won't have all those weird ingredients, and so this book is one of the best ones I've seen. Most of the recipes call for things that you would have. For example, uh, here is a a recipe for individual meatloafs and the recipes are ground beef and egg and tomato paste and Worcestershire sauce, onion powder. Uh, The only thing I probably wouldn't always have in my pantry would be almond flour. And most, a lot of them will call for the almond flour. So if I'm going to be doing very much keto cooking for my son, I'll, I'll have the almond flour. It also calls for half and half and you could probably substitute that with something else as well. But the the ingredients, like I said, are are ones that you would have. There's also a recipe that I may make for us here at the library. y'all. It's lemon pound cake and it calls for, you know, just butter and cream cheese and eggs and sour cream and the almond flour again. But it's what's, what I really like about this book is that it's ingredients that, that you might have in your pantry. There's also pages that look like this, that have a whole chart, like easy keto snacks. If you want ancho chili, candied bacon, you know, you can just go across here. It's very simple recipes. You just gotta have bacon. You've gotta have some ancho chili powder and some swerve. That's the kind of sweetener you use in a lot of the keto recipes. And then just very simple directions. So it's a really neat cookbook with some usable recipes. The other thing I like about this book is it's on Hoopla Digital, which is our, our new ebook, audiobook, and streaming video uh, database that we have access to. And you can go to our website and go to e-resources and, and you can find a link to the, our Hoopla database. The great thing about Hoopla is that it's simultaneous use. So no matter how many of y'all go, and look at this book on there today. You can all see it at the same time. You don't have to wait till it's checked back in. This is the library's copy, and I'll be checking it in today, so it will be available after today. But if you want to look at the copy on the digital, it will be available right now, just as soon as, as we get off this, uh, this broadcast. And that's my first book for today. I'll turn it over to Brooke.
1: Okay, I did forget to mention on the first book, Better Than Before, that we do have it available at both locations. And then we also have it available as an ebook and audiobook on um, Reads, or if you use Libby, it's on there. The second book I wanted to recommend is called How to Walk Away by Katherine Center. I wanted to choose one book that was kind of a light easy read if you're not in the headspace that you're wanting to read something that's uh, more difficult just want something more breezy this would be a good choice um not that there are difficult things that happen in the book um basically at the beginning the main character margaret she thinks her life is set she has it all planned out and she thinks this is going to be the best day of her life and then tragedy does strike. um, So it kind of walks you through what happens after that. Um, So even though she is kind of going through something really difficult, it has kind of a lighter tone and just it'll make you laugh, which I don't really find that there are a whole lot of books that will actually make you laugh. But this one made me laugh. And it's just, um, I don't know, it was just a really fun read. I didn't want to put it down. I finished it really quickly. Um, if you like rom coms, um, you probably would like this book. Um, it's available at the library in regular print and in large print. Um, it, the audiobook and ebook is on Reads and Libby, and it's also available as an audiobook on Hoopla.
0: So there are lots of options for you with this one.
1: That's my second recommendation.
0: Hey, Brooke. Um, yes. I just wanted to say, who, for the ones that don't know what a rom com is, is that romantic comedy? Yeah. Okay. Just yes. wanted to be sure I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right.
2: All right. Um, my second book is completely different from my first book, also. Um, this is Darius the Great is Not Okay. This is available, a physical copy at our main location downtown. I don't remember if we have it out north. Um, It is also available on Reads in ebook and audiobook. Um, It is a realistic young adult novel uh, set in the U.S., in the Pacific Northwest, and then also in Iran. So main character Darius is a, a teenager who uh, his mother is from Iran. His father's from the United States. Um, and he lives So he lives with his parents, his younger sister. He loves Star Trek. Um, he has depression. Uh, toward the end, the beginning of the book, his grandfather, his mother's father, um, is given a short time to live and the family to go, decides to go spend the summer with him and Darius's grandmother in Iran. Um, and he, Darius has a lot of anxiety about how Having never been to Iran, is his family. They're going to accept him. He's he's a pretty nerdy guy. He's in, and like I said, he's into Star Trek and science fiction and fantasy, and um, and he's he's a little bit worried that they're not going to accept him for having some for having had issues with depression. Um, so it's kind of about how his relationship with his family develops and. Um, things I love about this book, um, it talks about depression in a really non-judgmental way. It's just a part of his life and talks about how basically he finds a way to, you know, it's something that he needs to find a way to work around um, with the support of his family and friends. It talks about friendship and how that is something to be supportive in your life um, I love watching the relationship with his family develop and grow. Um, And the descriptions of food, speaking of food, this book is gonna make you hungry. (laughs) The descriptions of food in Iran um, are just gonna, you're gonna want to go to Iran to eat. Like, I I don't know, I don't know where to get this food, but it sounds delicious, or at least in Jackson, I don't know where to get this food. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that is my recommendation for my second recommendation.
4: Hello, it's me again. Um, so I am also changing uh, up genre slash the books. Okay, I don't know why I'm going with that. Anyway, um, this one is going to be slightly a spoiler if you have seen Bird Box on Netflix. Um, it's, I'm actually not doing Bird Box. There's a sequel book that just recently came out called Mallory that is a continuation um, of the Bird, Back, Bird Box universe, I guess if you want to say. And Um, So this one is, this is an adult book, uh, as opposed to Alderman's Fowl is a teen slash juvenile. So this is adult and this is probably considered horror, um, just based on things that happen. And okay, so if you don't know much about the Bird Box universe, uh, what happened was one day these beings came down and when people look at them, they have this just this, this drive to just um, in themselves I guess it's uh, trying to put it the best the best uh, political uh, PC way but um, and it, it's really terrible but um, so the world kind of just stops and everybody just starts just like trying to stay inside and not look at these things and the communication breaks down and um, a lot of you know people are just Put into these small groups because they don't know what's causing this chaos. And Mallory is um, this. Uh, she recently, well, she didn't recently she found that she's pregnant, and she has her sister. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to survive. And things happen, and she's she ends up by herself, and um, she don't want to be by herself, and she seeks out these people. And then stuff happens. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be vague because I don't want to ruin the whole thing. In case you want to watch in you know, or um, read this book, but Mallory happens. Uh, it's right after, and then there's a time jump of about I don't know, 15, 16 years. Um, <clears throat> people are still, <clears throat> excuse me. People are still trying to figure out what these things are. There are people out there who are testing. Um, different ways of trying to see them and people are sacrificing themselves in order to progress, um, you know, just uh, humans, you know, just to make that sacrifice in order for us to find out just a little bit more information and maybe find a way to deal or uh, coexist with these beings that are not necessarily being evil, but maybe just don't understand what they're doing to us. And Mallory is a shut-in. She does not leave. She had these rules, you know, you you do this, you do that, and she's pretty concrete about them. And this is, uh, sorry, and she does have a son and daughter with her. And as they're growing up in this world, they want to explore, they want to reach out to other people because they only know each other. And so anytime there's an opportunity, Mallory shuts it down, no, not doing this, no And so, They get upset and basically it's um, basically all character development It's about the humans. It's not about the beings and finding out what they are, what they look like. It's about how we evolve to deal with this situation, Um, you know, being secluded, not always having human contact, almost kind of like uh, what we're dealing with right now is what we can't always just do what we want. There will be cons- consequences. So it kind of it kind of goes along with 2020. So um, but I really enjoy this because it gets deep inside care is character development. When you when all this stuff is happening and you have to evolve or change or um, decide what you want, what your place, uh, what you want your place to be in the world. It's, um, it's really insightful and I like getting inside people's heads and that sounds really bad. But I like, I like the, um, way other people think. So, um, I usually like character development. I also read nonfiction, psychology, philosophy and stuff like that, but I also love fiction as well because it's just fun. So, um, After all that said and done, (laughs) uh, Mallory, uh, a sequel to Bird box uh, is my second recommendation.
3: I really enjoyed it. All right, Um, so my second recommendation um, is very, like the others, is very different from the first one. Um, My second recommendation is Gideon the Ninth by Tamson Mawir. Um, it is, I like the, the term that Zoe used in her review of a space opera. Um, I feel like Gideon the ninth is kind of the same way. Um, it is, for those of you who are familiar with fantasy terms, um, sci-fi fantasy terms, uh, the book is about necromancers, um, which are people who, um, have the ability to um, speak with with people who have passed. It's a lot to deal with uh, spirits, um, the bodies of the deceased and things like that. Um, But in this world, which is a very uh, futuristic um, sort of world, there are multiple planets in which um, there are houses established and Gideon is part of the ninth house, so hence Gideon the ninth, um, and she is called to service as a swords a swordswoman uh, for a necromancer of the ninth house, a harrowhark hark, um, and the two of them have always been kind of each, at each other's throats. Um, they have a very aggressive relationship with one another, um, And so for them to have to come together and work um, under this decree made to them by the emperor um, to help reestablish some of his personal, um, we'll say his elite guards. Um, They have to go and work together with the other houses that they've never really interacted with um, to figure out how to um, become his elite guard um and so there are a lot of really interesting characters in the book um i have never i don't think i've ever had a book that has engaged me with the characters so well they are very well written all of the characters have wonderful motivations um they are all very complex um very interesting characters um so it's a joy to read and it's a joy to kind of go along and see this mystery solved um it is definitely a book that is more geared toward adults um there are a lot of really amazing one-liners for it being a grimdark book um the, the author is able to keep a lot of comedy in it, and I was laughing out loud at a lot of parts, a lot of one-liners. Uh, Gideon, the main character, is a very funny, snarky character, um, someone that you're not supposed to like necessarily, but you can't help but love because of how witty she is. Um, but it is a wonderful read. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone who likes sci-fi fantasy. It, it helped me... Um, want to read more it, it kind of sparked joy for reading again so that is my second recommendation
5: okay so my second recommendation is also on a different spectrum it is still fantasy but it is not a space opera fantasy this one is and i darken by kristen white um, it is um, kind of an alternate historical fiction, fantasy fiction about Vlad the Impaler's children. So what it's kind of, it's kind of following Lada and Radu and the future uh, Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Mahmed. Um And it's kind of following their story where Imagine if Vlad the Impaler, Vlad Tepish, had two children, a boy and a girl, and they didn't want to follow in their father's footsteps of being the cruel king, but circumstances kind of forced them into difficult situations, and it was a very, very, very good read, Um where they become friends with Mahmed, the future Sultan of the Ottoman Empire. And eventually it is a three-part series. So it definitely in the second two in the second and third book it goes further into their life. The first book is more about them being children and kind of just growing up and forming those relationships and character development for the second and third books, which are really in-depth reads on it's got a lot of historical information about Blood the Impaler, but at the same time, it's alternate, so it's not really 100% accurate. I really enjoyed it. It was a very um, I- immersive read where you just kind of got to attach yourself to these children and work with and see how they overcame the obstacles that they were presented with um so yeah and i darkened very good read kirsten white it is available at the main library and on an ebook and audiobook on reads and libby i'm not sure about hoopla i didn't check there but i'm sure um if they don't have it they might have it in the future <laughs>
0: Very good. Very good. So my second book is actually quite a bit different than Keto as well. <laughs> it's called The Last Lecture, and it's not a new book by Randy Posh. I'm not sure the pronunciation of that last name. I actually Googled it, and it sounded like they said Fosh, but it's P-A-U-S-C-H, and it's not a new book. Like I said, it uh, The Last Lecture was written in 2008, And it's a story about uh, this college professor from, he was a professor at Carnegie Mellon. And, you know, a lot of professors are asked to do a speech where they uh, contemplate their demise and, and, you know, what advice would you give someone and what would you do if you knew that your time was limited on earth. But this book is not a dark, sad book, even though it turned out that the professor that wrote it, I'm just gonna call him Randy, since I'm not sure about his last pronunciation of his last name. Randy actually ended up having terminal cancer and so his lecture which you can actually hear on YouTube I I double checked and you just search for Randy P-A-U-S-C-H the last lecture and you can actually hear the speech he gave that he then turned into this book but it's it's not a it's not a real sad book it's actually you know I read it years ago and when you asked me my favorite books this is one of them that I'm going to think of because He talks about all the different things. And one one section that he talks about is really achieving your childhood dreams. You know, and his childhood dreams included being in zero gravity, playing in the NFL, authoring authoring an article in the World Book Encyclopedia, uh, being Captain Kirk, (laughs) winning stuffed animals, and being a Disney Imagineer. Now, I wanted to talk to you about the winning stuffed animals because that was one of the parts that just really stuck out to me. He really thought to be a cool kid, you had to win the stuffed animals at the at the county fair. And he couldn't do it when he was a kid. But as he became an adult, he figured out how to do it. And he said, you have to have long arms and a lot of pocket change <laughs> because you have to try many times. But he ended up winning 12 of these gigantic. I don't know if you can see this picture. That's a picture of him holding one of them. A gigantic bear. It looks like it's almost as tall as him and quite a bit bigger than him. But to him, that was just, that was it. That was so cool being a cool person if you could win those gigantic trophies. But I wanna read you this little section. You know, as he was uh, nearing, uh, nearing the end of his life, he was thinking about these stuffed animals. And he said, I don't need these trophies anymore. And although I know my wife loved the stuffed bear I'd hung in her office when we were recording, Three children later, she doesn't want an army of them cluttering our new house. They were leaking styrofoam beads that were making their way into Chloe's mouth. I knew that if I kept the stuffed animals, someday Jay would be calling Goodwill and saying, take them away, or worse, feeling she couldn't, because she would look at him, you know, and she would think of him and think how much they meant to him, and it would just make it really hard to get rid of them. So he decided, why don't I give them to friends? So once he, he was going to do a speech somewhere, and he lined them up on the stage, and he announced, anybody who would like a piece of me at the end of this, feel free to come up and take a bear. First come, first served. So the giant stuffed animals all found homes quickly. A few days later, I learned that one of the animals had been taken by a Carnegie Mellon student who, like me, has cancer. And after the lecture, she walked up and selected the giant elephant. I love the symbolism of that. She got the elephant in the room. But that's, the, the book is lighthearted. It's not, it's not, you know, for somebody facing death, it's not uh, dark or gloomy. It's about, you know, doing your, reaching your goals, helping other people reach theirs. And um, I, I will never forget it. And it is available on Reads as an ebook and audiobook, And it's, this copy will be available today also for checkout. Let me say. Uh, we didn't want to just you know bore y'all on and on and on but if y'all want to stick around we'll try to do a quick round y'all we'll, we'll do our last book and we'll just do it in just a few minutes maybe two minutes a piece or less okay all right
1: um i just want to say that i also recommend the last lecture that donna just said i've also read that and it is very good I, it is one that has stuck with me because i probably read it a decade ago and it's really good um the third one I wanted to recommend was Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. I know this one has been very popular, so there's been a lot of people um, that have read this one, but it is just so good. It's I would consider consider it narrative nonfiction, so it's nonfiction, but it almost reads like a fictional story. Um, so, you know, you do get the facts and all of that, but it's written in such a way that it's like you just, it's like a page turner, you know, you want to know what happens to him. So it follows um, Louis Zamperini. He, um, it, you know, even goes into his childhood and then he was going to be in the Olympics. He was probably going to break the four minute mile. And then he, um, it's during World War II. So he's in the military. His plane goes down. It goes from there. It's an incredible story, hard to read at times because of some of the things he went through. But it's uh, inspiring, just super, super good. I would definitely uh, recommend it. We do have it um, at both locations. We, it is on uh, Reeds. It's not on Hoopla. Um, then we also have the movie. I haven't watched the movie. It's probably not as good, but uh, the, book, the book is super, super good. I definitely recommend it. Even if you think you don't like history or you think you don't like nonfiction, you still probably are going to enjoy it. It's really good. My third recommendation is
2: called He Came with the Couch. Um, This is a children's picture book, Um, not from my teen room. It is from the children's section. I don't have a whole lot to say about this aside from, it's about a family that goes in search of a couch and they do get a couch and it comes with a friend. So (laughs) uh, the story and the illustrations are hilarious and it made me laugh out loud. It's unfortunately not available on Hoopla or Reads, but you can check out the physical copy from our library. Next.
4: Okay, so um, I talked about who this it, it takes you inside the world and on top of the world. Then I'll talk about a bird box which kept you in basically in a house the entire time. So now I'm going to talk about one of my favorite uh, series Star Wars. Now, this one doesn't actually have a movie equivalent to it, but the character, um, Admiral Thrawn, uh, does show up in the Star Wars uh, TV show, the uh, Star Wars Rebels. And uh, Thrawn, he has two books, Thrawn and Thrawn Treason, um, that came out so far. I think there are going to be more, but uh, Thrawn is a Chiss um, which is a non-human, but he's basically humanoid. But he has blue skin and red eyes, and and he joins the Empire um, in order to kind of liaison between his people and the Empire um, to make sure that the Empire is not going to do anything. You know, to kind of keep an eye on them. Um, but uh, of course, um, he's not really trusted as well because he is most of the Empire um, uh, officers and generals and all that stuff. They are usually humans. They're not actually aliens at this point. And I say aliens, general, because you know, they're technically all aliens. Anyway, so um, I like this because Star Wars isn't just about the Skywalkers. So um, this broadens the universe to see what other people are doing. General Thrawn is a brilliant tactician. Um, he I really enjoy his character because he reads people, um, not just and it's just his natural thing. He like he because of his race, he he can see things through his eyes that most people can't see, and so he notices every little thing, just little things in the way you talk, the way you look, the way you move when you talk, uh, how you react when you tell the truth, how you react when you lie, and so he uses all these things in order to uh, come up with plans and ideas on how to either use that to his advantage or use that against you. So. Um, it's. I really enjoy. He's probably my favorite Star Wars character, just based on the amount of just um, ability ability to just come up with these plans that um, most people would see as crazy, but there. I mean, there there is a purpose, and so um, yeah, General Thrawn. Uh, is just Thrawn, and there's two books: Thrawn and Thrawn: Treason. And so I definitely recommend them. Also, just like Zoe, I mostly ninety nine percent. Read books through audiobook, and all the Store Wars books have the same uh, production as Illuminate Files that she was talking about, which I also, also read. Um, but you, you feel like you're watching a movie. You hear the space travel, you hear doors open to shut. I mean, you just hear everything, and there's music there. So it's a real good production. Anyway, I'm done. Thank you.
3: All right. So um, I do not have a third suggestion, um, but. Uh, I did want to say that the books that I mentioned, um, the Tea dragon Society, I believe you can read that one on Hoopla, um, so since it is a book that, um, you know, very easy, um, very um, interesting, and very, uh, it pulled me back into, you know, reading a little bit more, um, so you can get that one either physical copy or I believe it is on Hoopla. And then Gideon the Ninth, I did want to mention is on reads. Um, There's a little bit of a list, a line for it. So it is kind of popular at the moment. And uh, I did want to mention it is part one of a three-part series. Um, The third is not out yet, but the second is Harrow the Ninth. Um, That's all I had to say about this. (laughs)
5: Okay, so I... Do have a third recommendation. It is also a space opera, um, actually by the same authors as Illuminate Files, but it's set in a different world. It's called uh, Aurora Rising. Um, this one is absolutely fantastic. It actually follows uh, seven people, and they're all trainees on a spaceship where they're learning how to fly and navigate through space. But um, Tyler. One of the main characters, he goes out on a mission and finds a broken down old 200 year old ship and finds Aurora, who is cryogenically frozen and um, brings her back to the ship. She wakes up and not to ruin anything, but things happen and she ends up with kind of a power. And so while he's out on this mission, he is actually late to pick his team for his, uh, for his ship. And so he gets kind of stuck with the misfits, which are his sister, uh, Scarlet, um, Zila, Cal, Finn, and Kat. And there are multiple different races from different planets, from different parts of the universe who are part of all of the who are part of this academy, and I mean, it's just fun to um, see it from the different perspectives, because every chapter is a different perspective of each of the characters. But yeah, so Aurora Rising by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. You can get it on reads and ebook and audiobook. Again, each character is a different voice, so it does have a full cast. Um, And of course, you can check out this copy from the library. It is available, and so yeah, that is my third recommendation for today.
0: Like I said, we are a very diverse group. (laughs) Um, My last one, just a quick, I wouldn't have titled this book the title he gave it probably. Uh, I probably would have titled this book, How Did Hitler Manage to Kill So Many People? But he chose as the title, how do you kill 11 million people and the subtitle is why the truth matters more than you think and so it's a quick little read it's less than 100 pages this is one that i read several years ago but then i it was so good and i was trying to remember some of the things he said in there um, that i wanted to read it again and i just read it again just a, a couple of weeks ago the author is andy andrews and he is one of my favorite authors he has several other books that are just fantastic as well. But this book talks about how Hitler managed to kill not only 11 million Jews, but also 5,200,000 German civilians, military war dead, and 736 Europeans that were killed during World War II as a result of Hitler's policies. So it's, and I'm not going to tell you how do you do it. You're going to need to read the book to figure out how do you kill that many people? How does one man manage to get this many people killed? There's basically um, just four or five words that answers that question, but you're going to have to read the book to find out what it is. All right. We actually have a copy here at the library. Um, it's also on Hoopla, so that means you can go to it as soon as we get done and, and read it. It's also on Reads as an ebook and an audio book, so that book is available in many places. We want to thank y'all for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed this. We want to try to start doing it uh, once a month, and we'll be using different staff members each month to share with you. Uh, we will try to get a list of these books posted on our Facebook page so that you can see them easily because, um, you know, we're so excited about what we're talking about. We tell you the title and we tell you the author up front, and then we get to talking about the book, and you may not realize you wanted to read it until we're done, and then you you didn't get the name or the or the author or where you can get it at. So we'll try to have that information for you today on our website. And thanks for joining us today. And thank all of you staff members for sharing your picks with us. Appreciate it.